Welcome to All About NFL, Ben Hedrick. Today we'll be diving into Week 10 NFL action, diving into scores, analysis, thoughts on the game, and so much more. Coming your way, so hope you guys enjoy it, and let's just jump into the podcast. So, let's dive into Week 10 NFL action. So, Week 10 had a lot of ups and downs, and we'll start off with the Thursday night football game, Falcons-Panthers. The Falcons-Panthers... It's been crazy run for both the teams, but it was a Panthers winning at 25-15. Um, yeah, so Panthers were pretty much in control of the whole game. They could had a 13-3 lead at half. Stayed pretty consistently solid. Um, yeah, just a lot of they, they, they. I feel like the Panthers took advantage of the Falcons' miscues, and yeah, it really paid off. Um, they did have some pros. They had some cons. But let's dive in the stats. So, it was... Okay, so, 333 total yards. Um, the Panthers only had 101 passing yards. But lately, you cannot stop the Panthers' rushing attack. They had 232 yards rushing. Um, average 5.2 yards of play. And it was just unstoppable. Like, if you look at the Panthers, it's just like... Their offense didn't do much, but Deontay Foreman, 31 carries, 130 rushing yards. They had an efficient run game. P.J. Walker have not really figured out the quarterback position. It's been a mess in the quarterback position. Next year, either you're going to get a draft pick or get some type of quarterback. It's been a rough run for them, but they're able to get a win. They're 3-7, and seven, still a mess. Falcons are 4-6. and six. Still need a lot of work. Um, Marcus Mariotto, you have to pass to ball, ball, ball more when you're when, – your leading rusher has 43 yards, and it's a quarterback. He only had 186 rushing yards, two touchdowns, interception, 19 of 30. It was a rough run for the Falcons. The Falcons lost it 15-25. Falcons need a lot of work. Panthers pretty much over the season, but just giving it them all to see how they can finish out the season. Now let's talk about the Germany football game. It was the Buccaneers-Seahawks game, and the Buccaneers won it 21-16 against the Seahawks. A surprising win for a rough football team, but... Seahawks only putting up 16 points is a pretty big surprise. And yeah, 5-5 five and five Buccaneers. They were 3-5 and five early this season. I said that they need one. They need at least win. They have to go at least 7-1, and one, like 6-1 and one to finish off the season just to make playoffs. They have a long, long road in front of them, and we will see how they can finish. But let's dive into player stats by them. Geno Smith, 275 rushing, passing yards and two touchdowns. This is a key that they did not that they could not take advantage of. They didn't really have that many offensive plays. They didn't really have that many opportunities. When they did give the ball to Kenneth Walker, he had 10 carries for 17 yards, averaging 1.7 yards per carry. Just nothing ruined for the run game all season. That's the success that they've had the last couple of weeks is having an efficient run game. And that's what really cost the Seahawks this week. But not bad by Gina Smith. He threw two touchdowns. Tom Brady able to hang in there despite throwing an interception. 22 with 29, 258 passing or two touchdowns. They only put up 21 points. Seahawks only put up 16. It wasn't a dominant victory, but it was good enough to get the job done. They were looking like a more crisp football team, completing passes. It was just a great, and they finally had a run game, which I think was a key for them, is having a run game. And yeah, uh, Rashad White had 105 rushing yards, averaging 4.8 yards to carry. Their team was finally rolling, and I'm excited to see what is next for the Buccaneers. Seahawks 6-4 and four, still have a shot at making playoffs, but Buccaneers still on the road, and we will see, still on a ride, and we'll see if they can continue to win more games. Now moving on to the Lions-Bears game. The Lions finally winning a game after a long stretch. Coming in at the end of the fourth quarter, scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter, really finishing it off, getting a touchdown to 
two minutes and 21 seconds left. Um, and just, boom, it was just there. And But let's talk about how efficient. The Bears have been close in almost all their games. In this game, they should have had in their pockets, but they could not finish it off. But lately, Justin Fields has been rushing the ball an extreme amount. He, he rushed the ball 13 times for 147 rushing yards. Averaging 11.3 yards carrying two touchdowns is on track to beat the NFL rushing record. That's all he has been really going. Just pass the ball, Justin Fields. He just hasn't really got you know, chunks of yardage. He only completed 12 passes, 167 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. They scored 30 points. It was one of their better games. The Lions just played a little bit better. But these two teams have been struggling all season. It was a good game because it was a high-scoring game. Lions came in. Just won the game and it was a big victory for them. But there's three and six lines are three. Bears are three and seven. It's been a mess for both teams. Jared Goff only 236 passing yards. It's been a rocky run for the Lions. Bears. We're trying to rebuild teams this season. It's been a, I don't know what's next for these teams, but it's hard to come back and make playoffs. Their goal is just to win a couple more games. It's going to be a rough ride for the Bears, but it's, it was the Lions pulling off the 31-30 victory. Now, moving on to the Browns-Dolphins game, and let's talk about how efficient the Dolphins are with Tua Tagovailoa. Now, the Dolphins are a 7-3 and football team. We have Tua as the starting quarterback. They're 7-0, and and they've been unstoppable. Tua Tagovailoa, ever since he got back, has been dominating. He was 25-32, 285 passing yards, 3 touchdowns. Jeffrey Wilson, 119 rushing yards. They had, almost two, they had about 200 rushing yards on the ground, close to had a 300 yards they had like a 500 yard total offensive game it was a complete domination for them they actually had 491 total yards but it was just a complete domination average seven yards a carry the browns defense could not know what to do and it was just the the dolphins destroying them when you got jalen waddle Tyreek Hill, it's hard to stop those wide receivers on top of that. But Jacob Percet has been really struggling. The Browns are 3-6. and six. Nothing has been going on for them. Had big plans for Deshaun Watson, but nothing's been working out. He hasn't, probably won't play at all this season. It's been a mess for the Browns. Jacob Percet, only 212 passing yards and touchdown. Nick Chubb, 5.7 yards to carry. It's been a really rocky ride for the Browns. 3-6 Browns, 7-3 Dolphins. The Dolphins went at 39-17. Now, moving on to the next game that we got for you guys, and that's the Broncos-Titans game, and Titans have been really efficient lately. Um, They are now 6-3, and three, but now they actually won last night, and now they're 7-3, but it was this game to put them at 6-3. and three. The Titans won it 17-10. Titans are now 7-3, Broncos are 3-6. and six. It's been a mess for the Broncos, only putting up 17 points, and... The Broncos' numbers are just lame, and it's not the game they want to do. They had an easy passing touchdown, but nothing really much. Russell Wilson is not like him. He only completed 50% of his passes, 21 of 42, 286 passing yards, a touchdown interception. You can't win a game when you complete half of your passes. That's just a mess. It was a mess all day. Not a run game. Lena Rusher had 24 yards. Melvin Gordon had 24 yards. It was a mess. It was a really messy game for them. The Titans, on the other hand, have been doing a pass attack, and that's been really working well for them. Derrick Henry hasn't been dominating, but the Titans have been winning games because they have not been relying on Derrick Henry as much, which is a good sign. And it was 19-36, 255 passing yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry only averaging 2.8 yards to carry. Everybody's mindset now is to stop Derrick Henry, but when they stop Derrick Henry, they just pass it to the wide receivers. They got it covered on most of the sides. Their defense is solid. They are a really good football team, and I think they're going to go a longer way this season with relying less on Derrick Henry. Now moving on to the next thing that we got for you guys 
is our Vikings Browns game, Buffalo Bills game. We had some insane games this week, and it was probably a top game of the year. It was the Vikings winning 33-30, and it was a rocky ride. Bills were up 24-10 at half. Then the Bills were up, so it was 24-10 at half. Then it was 27-17. Then Vikings took control of the fourth quarter, came back, missed an extra point to make it a four-point game. Then Bills went down the field. They got they almost got a safety. Wait, I'm pretty sure they got a safety. or They fumbled the ball in the end zone. It was a insane game. There was so much stuff to happen. It was just all fourth quarter action. They had a lot of stuff. Tyler Bass was able to keep it going, but like the Bills fell apart, and it was a rocky ride for both teams. And Dalvin Kirk Cousins was struggling too, but it was two amazing football teams. Ben Vikings winning, kicking the game winner, and it was a crazy thing. And I don't think this season we realized, but the Vikings have been playing against some top teams, and they haven't won by much, but they have won games. The Vikings are now eight and one because their team is a really good team, even despite Kirk Cousins throwing two interceptions. He was thirty of fifty, three hundred fifty-seven passing yards. Justin Jefferson had an insane one-hander catch. If you guys are able to look it up. It was an insane 100 catch that probably won the game for them. It was Justin Jefferson, 193 pass rushing yards, pa- receiving yards. It was an insane game, and Josh Allen, 29-43, 330 passing yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Defense rose to occasion for both teams, but it was the Vikings finishing at top. The defense made some really big stops, and I'm excited to see what is next for the Vikings. I think they're going to make a dent in the playoffs. We will see if they can go the whole way. I'm excited what's next. Bills are 6-3. Vikings are eight and one. Now moving on to our next game, the Giants have still been rolling. They're seven and two. Texans have been looking like a mess. One seven and one. It was the Giants winning at twenty four sixteen. So it was a mess. The Davis Mills quarterback thing has been a mess. He threw an interception. He was through 319 passing yards, 22-37. Damien Price hasn't had as much rushing yards. He had 94. They just have been a sloppy football team. Their defense has been not that great. It's been a rocky ride, and they've only won one game on the year. It's been year. It's been a couple years now where they have not been able to win games, and I don't know what's next for the Texans. But on the other hand, the Giants are 7-2. The Giants are a 7-2 football team. But Shaquan Barkley has been carrying the Giants all single-handedly on the back. I say that every week. He has he had 152 rushing yards this week, averaging 4.3 yards to carrying a touchdown. And Daniel Jones only completed 13 passes, 197 yards, two touchdowns. He didn't do that much. But Shaquan Barkley has been carrying the team on his back. And if he doesn't do well, the t- Giants will lose. And that's the only thing stopping Giants is they only really got one great player on their team. That's Shaquan Barkley. So we will see what the Giants can do next. Now, moving on to the Chiefs-Jaguars game. And, yeah, so the Chiefs got Kadarius Tony, and this was a great game to get him back. Kadarius Tony was had four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. And the Chiefs won it 27-17. Jaguars have still not been able to figure anything out. Tried the passing attack, worked okay, should have run the ball a little bit more. But Trevor Lawrence, 259 Rushing yards, two touchdowns, uh, 45 rushing yards by Travis Etienne. It was a mess. 17-27. Chiefs want one of their best games, but they were able to win it. Patrick Mahomes, 331 passing yards, four touchdowns, a touch in it, an interception. Has been looking on fire. Chiefs are 7-2. The Chiefs 
have been the same for years. They don't lose many games. They know how to finish games. It's gonna. It's been crazy for the Chiefs, and now I'm excited to see Chiefs are seven and two now. Jaguars are three and seven. Not looking like a playoff for them this year for the Jaguars. It really is a bummer, but we will see what is next for the Chiefs. Now, moving on to our Saints-Steelers game. And the Steelers have finally won a game, and it was the Steelers winning 20-10. Um, yeah, but Saints have been a mess. 3-7, and seven, Andy Downton, 174 passing yards, a, t- inter- a touchdown, two interceptions. They need a full-time quarterback. Jamison Williams has been injured the past season. It's been looking like a mess for them. But the Steelers, on the other hand, didn't do anything insane, but were able to win it. Kenny Pickett, 18 of 30, 109 pass- 99 passing yards, 99 rushing yards by Najee Harris. They're a pretty talented football team. They got George Pickens as a great wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. Pat Fryermuth, some some solid players on the football team, have only won three games on the season. A lot of mistakes has been going on for the football team. They've been a rough go for them, but I'm excited to see what is next for them and what just what is going to happen with the Steelers. They need to win more games, but it's not looking like playoffs this year. Let's talk about probably a very poor performance. By two struggling football teams. You got your Colts against Raiders. Colts said they they benched Matt Ryan, but Sam Ellinger was playing really bad, so they got him back, and Matt Ryan won the game 25-20. Raiders are 2-7. and seven. If you heard that, you would have been like, no, it should be the opposite. The Raiders should be 7-2. and two. But they're 2-7. and seven. They've been like, like a nightmare. But the Matt Ryan is back, and he didn't play bad. 21 of 28, 222 passing yards, a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 147 rushing yards. Really great game for him. Even on the other hand, the Raiders, Derek Carr didn't play that bad. Devontae Adams has been doing okay. But 24 of 38, two touchdowns, 240 passing yards. It's been a mess. It's really been a mess for the Raiders. And I don't know what's next for the Raiders. But we will see what happens. Not looking like playoffs this year. A really disappointing start for the Raiders. But I don't know what's next for them. Now, moving on to the next game that we got for you guys is the Colts-Rams game. Two backup quarterbacks going head-in-head. It was Cardinals 28-27-17. Colt McCoy, 238 passing yards, a touchdown, uh, 26-37. Not a bad performance by him. James Conner, two touchdowns, 69 rushing yards. On the other hand, Rams were not looking great. John Wolford, uh, 212 passing yards, a touchdown interception. Not really a run game. Cardinals are 4-6. and six. Rams are 3-6. and six. It's been a nightmare. It's been an absolute nightmare. They do not have Cooper Cup currently. They did have Cooper Cup, but he had negative one receiving yards. Have done nothing on offense. I know they had to back a quarterback, but they're 3-6. and six. It's been a nightmare for the Rams. And I hate to say this, it's not going to be playoffs this year for the Rams. There's no way they can finish on top. There's way too talented of a team. It's been a nightmare for the Rams, and I don't know what's next for them. It's really been a rough go for them. We will see what can happen next. Now let's talk about the Cowboys-Packers game. I saw this game on TV, like, as for, like, two weeks out. I was like, oh, it's going to be a blowout. Cowboys are going to destroy them. But something happened, and the Packers were clicking. Boom, boom, boom. Packers were playing good. Cowboys were playing good. Got tied up 28-28. Packers went down fields, kicked the field goal, won the game. It was the Packers at top. So... Cowboys, Dak Prescott did struggle. He was 27 of 46, 265 rushing yards, 
three touchdowns and two interceptions. And then Tony Pollard got the starting running back position. 22 carries, 150 rushing yards, 5.2 yards a carry, and a touchdown. Tony Pollard is the future for Dallas. I think they should move on to Ezekiel Elliott and focus on Tony Pollard and just give him the ball because he's been dominating all season, and I'm excited to see what he can do next. But on the other hand, Packers did struggle too, but Aaron Rodgers was very efficient this team. They had Christian Watson, who had three touchdowns, the rookie had three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, 14 of 20, 224 passing yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 138 rushing yards. They played really well, and they showed it, and they won the game 31-28. Packers... Four and seven, Cowboys six and three. It's been a rocky, rocky ride for the Dallas Cowboys. Four of six Packers. It's been a rocky ride, and we will see what is next for the Packers. Now moving on to the Chargers 49ers game. And 49ers are five and four. Chargers are five and four. Chargers are not the team I would like to see. They are still four and five and four. Justin Herbert not playing that great. 21 to 35, 296 passing yards, a touchdown interception. Austin Eckler not doing anything, only averaging four yards a carry. 49ers have been winning games. Nothing insane by Jimmy G, but he is 5 and 4. And they won it 19 to 28, 240 passing yards, 18 of 89, averaging 4.9 yards a carry by uh, Elijah Mitchell. But it was a it was a 49ers winning it 22-16. The 49ers have been the dominant football team. They have been able to beat some great teams and they have been looking really good. We'll be playing the Cardinals next week too. Now we went on to the Commanders Eagles game and a just surprising loss. The Eagles I knew would lose at some point and they finally did lose to the Commanders and it was sloppy play by the Eagles all day. if you talk about the if you look at the numbers the commanders really didn't do much. They just able to capitalize. It the stats weren't even that insane, but they did win. He, uh, Tyler Haneke, seventeen of twenty nine, two hundred eleven pass yards interception. Brian Robinson Jr. twenty six carries, eighty six yards, averaging three point three yards a carry and a touchdown. Fourteen of forty four, three point one yards a carry and a touchdown by Antonio Gates and Gibson. But they were on top. Um, they were. They had a solid lead um, at half, and they were really rolling through. They had a couple good drives, got some nice deep field goals. They had four field goals, and they, sh- they had some really nice plays, and that's how what won them the game. And it's just been a rocky ride for Commanders, but they're five. They're at five and five. They were a lot. I think they were like two and five or three and five, but now they're five and five and beat the best team in the NFL. Eagles just weren't playing sloppy. They were playing really sloppy. They went down the field, got a bomb down deep, thought they were going to win, and then just a player fumbled the ball, and Commander Stoll took the victory. Jalen Hurts, 17 of 26, 175 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. It was Commanders winning it 32 to 21. Commanders beating the Eagles. That was the last game that we got for you guys today. Um, Yeah, so the last game that we got for you guys today was that, and it's been a rocky ride in the NFL this season. And I want to just try try something new this week. Let's dive into Pro Bowls coming up. If you want, you can vote on NFL.com for Pro Bowl selection. And this year, there might be some talented rookies in the Pro Bowl selection. And yeah, um, but Pro Bowl this year coming up 
it's going to be interesting to see who's in it. But I think it's going to, you're going to probably going to see your top players, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. I don't know. I think Cooper Cup probably will just make it. It's fan voting, though. So, it can be biased. You can get players who don't have a great season in it. But it's exciting to see what's next for a Pro Bowl. Some rookies, hopefully, should be in it. Um, I think Travis Etienne has a shot at making it. Players that I think have a shot at making it. Travis Etienne, Damian Price. Um, some wide receivers, on the other hand, too. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Um... Drake London, maybe. So, maybe some rookies players. There might not be any rookies. Not many rookies in it. Aiden Hutchinson has a shot there, too. There's a lot of rookies looking to play it. And some players that will probably make it from fan voting by Aaron. Let's talk about some players that will probably make playable but have had a rough season. Aaron Donald's had a rough season. Um, Cooper Cup, almost all the Rams have had a rough season. Um, just players who expect to make it. Probably won't make it. Von Miller probably will make it too. Some surprising players might make it. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Pro Bowl is coming up again. This year they're doing flag football. That should be interesting, but it's not really the funnest in the world to watch. It's safer, but it's not really that fun to watch. But yeah, it was just a little sneak peek at the Pro Bowl. Um, some top players. You can have your classics out there. Should be a lot of fun. And yeah, so that will do it for today's podcast if you guys enjoyed hit the like button do what you guys do and we will see you in the next one